everybody, and welcome to The Art of Whatever, a music and art history podcast where we talk about uh, different things and people and, you know, all that good stuff and events. <laughs> that's the last, yeah, that's the last one, I guess. <laughs> Today, I don't have Tony or Carlos. Uh, instead, I have a um, quote-unquote special guest. Um my good friend from Boston, Fernando Powers, a.k.a. Veronica Powers. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm just here <laughs> to cause problems. No. Um, hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to this podcast. <laughs> the, the, the gayest episode yet. The, yes, the gayest, um, the most inflammatory the most dramatic. The most problematic. Um, um, problematic. We will be posting pictures of screenshots. Um, I don't know. <laughs> oh boy, I don't know if they're ready for this. I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't either. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. But we'll we'll let it happen. This isn't gonna air, we'll, is it? We'll. <laughs> we'll <laughs> um. Okay, bye now. I think God. that's enough. I think that's enough content um, for today. That's fine. I got my pizza. I got my cheese. It's I'm good. Yes, you do. If you want to call this, but no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So um, so yeah, this is my friend Fernando. Um, I know him from Alpine. Um, from our time at Sol Ross State University. Uh, he was studying theater, and I was studying music. Mm-hmm. And then. That's it. <laughs> That's about it. We became friends. I think I bullied him into being my friend. I, you know, this- you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know how it happened because, I mean, we were friends, but it's not like. Oh, I remember how it happened. Trust. Okay, please explain in full detail. Um, we were hanging out at a friend's room. Um, we're hanging at a friend's room. We were carving pumpkins. And oh. I was going to my room, and I kind of made you come with me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And then so, we just, we bonded after that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and then we just started hanging out. Yeah. Anyway. I'm sure she's doing great. She's a great person. Yes, she is. She is. Uh, she, at the time, she was an RA. Shout out to you, Reba. Shout out to Reba Smith. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So, why are we here today, Mars? Um, well, we are here today because, um, like the podcast says, <laughs> we're whatever. here to we're talk about, we're here to talk about whatever. You know, I don't think we've ever mentioned that before. Oh, boy. 13 episodes in, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, and I'm just barely scratching the surface of the title. The surface, scratching. So you think you're scratching. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I've been scratching. What are you talking about? Oh, boy. T- trust me, this whole podcast, I've been scratching for, for content. <laughs> <laughs> Not there's, reaching? There's, no, no. no like, I've She's been reaching, there. Your Honor. No, no, no. I've, I've been there. I've been there. I've just been, like, at scratching at whatever little things I can get. Because, so there's been, there's, <clears throat> I'll be honest, there's been times where, like, um, I have put up, put, uh, what's it called? What, what am I saying? I don't know. Um, some of the research that I've done, it's um, yeah. I've, I've kind of been doing. I've kind of done like 
kind of last minute and to be honest. I mean, with such expert journalism, I mean, who else would think to like hit up such, you know, archival places such as Wikipedia. Oh. Um, yeah, Wikipedia, Sparknote. Oh, wi- oh Wikipedia is um, our best friend. <laughs> trust me. She's, trust. she's my best friend. Wikipedia, I think I perform with her, you know, <laughs> twice a week. <laughs> That's Miss. Yeah, Wicked. I see her on Tuesdays at brunch. Yeah, there's no brunch on Tuesdays. Can you tell I'm terrible? I, I don't get booked. Oh yes, but by, oh by the way, uh, yes. Um, um, he's also uh, a drag queen. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, we did. I totally forgot. So if you haven't been able to tell by the tone of my voice, yes, I am a drag queen. I. I'm heavily booked all over the Boston area. I have 100,000 followers. I cannot say that with a straight face. Um, you know, Boston's, I like to say Boston's the joke, but I'm the punchline. Um, <laughs> oh, no. No, you're just a punch. I'm just the, I'm, I'm the line. I'm the line that, that's been crossed. Um, but anyway, yeah, so... Um, so yeah, so uh, Fernando's a drag queen in Boston. Um, uh, Veronica Powers is Veronica her name. Powers, not the drag queen you deserve, but the drag queen that's available. Yes. Um, also, um, if you need an attorney, um, you've got Veronica Powers. Yes, I know so much legal jargon, such as subpoena, defendant, objection. That's it. That's good enough. That's, you know. I mean, I, I'm sure that's what, I'm sure that's the, that's what all the, that's the jargon that all the lawyers are talking about. I mean, nowadays. hey, I've never won a case, but I've never lost a case. So, <laughs> uh, so, so what, what can you tell, what, what other things can you tell us about, like, where are you from? Well, okay. <laughs> so I am from a beautiful desert town called Fort Stockton, roughly a population of 10 people, including myself. Very tiny town. This is in Texas, by the way. Texas. Fort Stockton, Texas. I was born in Big Spring, Texas. I'm a native Texan. I moved to Boston to pursue the dreams of becoming a crossdresser that performs for money. I don't know why. Um, Yeah, we don't either. Yeah, I know. But, But seriously, I am... An actor, a singer, a writer, um, dancer. You can't see that I'm doing air quotes. Um, And my mother said that I'm a hell of a good eater. So. I've been a witness to that, actually. Yes. So I do. I mean, I'm kind of like a jack of all trades. I do a little bit of everything. I've been a performer my whole life. I've been performing since I was a kid in front of my parents in the living room. So that's what I I do with my life. That's what I want to do with my life. Took that to Boston, and here we are. Now I'm doing a podcast. And hopefully, hopefully, um, we will be seeing you again, you know. Oh, without a doubt. Without, I'm, I'm literally just going to, like, just, like, sneak into your Zoom calls. Oh, because that hasn't happened before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to sneak in and just be like, hey, I'm also in this podcast episode. Oh, shit, um, yeah. I've, yeah, y'all haven't met me. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh my God! Oh, well, I'll start. How are you? Oh, how are you doing oh. in this present day? 
um, age. Do, you mean during this pandemic? Uh, this in this economy, in um, this presidency. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Um, you know what? We don't need to talk about that. Terrible girl. He's trying to shut down Twitter. He'll shut down this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've been okay. Um, I was off these past two days. Um, um, I will be working six days for the rest of the week. <laughs> um, but other uh, than that, um, no. But I've been. I think. Yeah. Just. Just. Um, Taking it one day at a time, I guess. I don't know. One day, one one cup of coffee, one neighborhood at a time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but how are you? How how's how how was your day? Oh, you know everything's been perfect lately. I've had no issues. Um, that's a lie. Um, every, no, everything's been fine. I'm in the middle of moving. I'm moving back to Texas. I'm moving to Dallas. So. You know, I'm packing every day. I'm working. You know, I work about five, six days a week as well. Then at night, I pack or I sleep. I have yeah. to decide. I haven't done drag in a while. I really, really, really miss it because it was such an outlet for me. Yeah. To vent my frustration, my my art, um, and I really, really miss it. You know, and it's and I'm so happy and excited for like my my queer brothers and sisters in the Boston drag community who are able to perform and put on live streams and whatnot. And I just have a lot of FOMO right now because I don't really have that option or yeah. choice. Yeah. Um, I don't even have a computer right now. Like I can't even like make a mix if I wanted to right now. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I, I really try to support by watching, by watching the performances, tipping when I can. Um, I just can't wait till I'm able to do the same, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's one, uh, um, that is one art form really that, you know, like only, only people that I guess are in the community that really know about. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and it is a struggle because a lot of, I know that a lot of, I know a lot of queens that like do do that for a living as, as from you, like as what you've told me. Mm-hmm. and and then and i'm sure it is hard and 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 now that you know like you can't do anything live like you can't have yeah. live performances you can't you know be at venues um like i'm sure it's and i have to add even if you can if you do have the option you're not really making money off of it you know because mm-hmm. like no one like from the couple of shows that i did um no one was really tipping you know and I would. I ended up making sure, like, I wouldn't even make money from it. I would just whatever money that I made, I would just split between the people that I had in my show mm-hmm. and make sure that they at least got something. Yeah, because I'm lucky. I have like I have a a job that it's that's stable. I can rely on that. And there's a lot of people out here in the community who don't have that stability. Yeah, there's people who like you know drag is just their job. It's what they do, mm-hmm. um, and because there's no clubs open, there's like you know it's just too dangerous to have anything open to be in contact with people. Um, they they don't they're not really making money, so they're just doing what they can. Yeah, yeah, and and I know that I know that Massachusetts has had a pretty uh, strict uh, well the yeah course, shelter you know, in place. Yes, like there you go. Thank you. Order. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were one of the highest. I think we were like in the top three, top two of like the entire U.S. with like the most cases. I think we're number four right now. I might be wrong. 
Yeah. Don't quote me on it, but we're just we're really high up there. So, but I mean, our governor is already you know trying to open things. Um, starting like on the 18th, he started opening things. We're like going in phases, and I personally don't think we're ready yet. You know. Yeah. Even no. at my job, there's people who come up and they don't even wear masks or anything. They act like it's a hoax, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. there's there's yeah. people dying, Kim. There's people that are dying. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. No. And I mean, and, and then. Uh, and I think, actually, I was telling my mom about it yesterday, that I think a lot of it has to do with, like, um, I don't know if people fully don't believe. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe I mean, maybe I'm wrong. But some of it, I feel like it, a lot a, a lot of it has to do more with fear than anything. And people shouldn't be afraid, shouldn't be afraid, especially if you're taking precautions. Like Exactly. It's hard because, like, it's really other people that you have to worry about. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it, I, I can understand a little bit of the fear, I guess. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really oh, know. Oh, but did you hear about the stuff that happened in New York? About the circuit parties going on? The circuit nope. gays and their that, partying? Again, <laughs> again I'm, I, I'm trying... Uh, it's just, well, it's, just, it's just upsetting. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, buckle up, because there was... Uh, there was a circuit party going on in an apartment. There was like over 20 people there. I don't know the exact number. There was an actual DJ. No, no one was wearing masks. Um, like it was ridiculous. It was like all over Instagram and those people got found. Those people got, yeah. Um, as the kids say, hashtag canceled, <laughs> canceled mom. Um, you know, some of them like literally they had to put their Instagrams on private or delete their Instagrams because people were, were just coming for them so hard. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, and and like and why it's gonna... throw a party like during yeah. a pandemic like that in New York City, mm-hmm. like pr- pretty much the highest, like they had like I think they had like the highest amount of cases at that point. I don't know if they do now. I think they're on a decline now. It's like ridiculous. You shouldn't like I don't know. It's just mind boggling that you would put yourself in that situation where, like, it doesn't matter if you're not going to get sick because you can get someone else. You can get someone's like Aunt Linda, like, you know, <laughs> down the street, down yeah. the block. She can get sick and she'll die. And then, you know, like, it's... Yeah. It's like, you have to think about others and not just think about yourself. That's mm-hmm. the hardest thing. that I feel like that's the thing that people have the hardest time to wrap their head around is they <laughs> have to think about others. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa, <laughs> like... What a novel idea! Yeah, I know, and I kind of, I kind of don't understand that. Like, like there, there can't be one time in in some people's lives where it's like they have to think about other people, part of like people in the community, or you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just crazy, but yeah, but yeah, that's why I just lay low. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lay low I mean, and do my job. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. So, um, I guess the question is now that you've mentioned that you're moving to Dallas, um, who will you be moving with? Oh, some bitch. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm moving in with one of my best friends in the entire world. Her name is Ashley Jane Page. She is also an actress, mm-hmm. singer, songstress. Um, I'm also living with my other friend, Missy Embry. She's also like, she's a professor at NCTC. She's also amazing. We'll be all sharing an apartment. It'll be like the Golden Girls. <laughs> yeah. Don't know which one I would be. 
probably Blanche. <laughs> but <laughs> well, um, probably oh, yeah. Dorothy. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, um, no, I think no, I think Missy is Dorothy. Missy's Dorothy. I'm. I'm Blanche. I'm either Blanche or I'm Rose, but I don't think I'm like naive enough to be a Rose. No, I think I think Ashley. I think Ashley's Rose, and not not for naivety. It's more of the uh, well. Um. I mean, she is more energetic, and she, you know, yeah. I don't well, know. It's hard being, to <laughs> being from Diana, Texas, does that to you? It's a, uh. <laughs> like it's it, it's hard to describe, but I think I think the closest one to Rose would probably be her. And I think you'd be Blanche. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my God! If I if I knew a quote of hers right now. <laughs> um. Oh, also. I let you buy those earrings, but I do have to caution you: they were meant for petite ears. <laughs> it's like, oh, just a subtle shade. Oh, for real. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, the other the other thing too is that I guess we forgot to mention that we we used to live together and with Ashley. We, oh, used to, yeah. we used to be roommates. Whoa! So I had war flashbacks. Hold on. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so we used to live together. We were great roommates. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a lot of fun actually. Um, yeah, we we all yeah we all got along together really well. We all were all very different. We all brought something to the table. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's funny. The the thing that I always mention to Eddie is the fact that. Um, you know, like we'd be hanging out. Well, because when you hang out with friends, a lot of the times you have to, you know, you hang out. Then night comes and you have to go home. Yeah. Um. But with us, I mean, we would we could hang out in the living room and then, you know, just one of us, would, yeah, one of us would be like, "All right, I'm going to bed now," and just walk down the hallway. <laughs> yeah, it really was a good time, and especially when we had more friends over, we'd have game nights, we'd have movie nights, we'd have, or video game nights we did a lot of stuff like i don't know i really liked it especially if we were all doing shows together because we were also all doing like the same musicals together yeah yeah oh yeah 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 we did Mm -hmm. yeah we did we did a lot of musicals together i um in fact in fact um so ross was the only time i ever did musicals actually Mm -hmm. because because back in el paso um i i i did I did some theater, but I mean, a lot of it was just straight plays. Yeah. And um, I I rarely got to do any musicals. In fact, well, that's a lie. I did one musical, mm-hmm. and it was a twenty fifth annual Putnam Scally, Spelling Bee. Putnam Putnam County Spelling Bee with the magic foot. <laughs> um, I was I was one of the gay dads. Um, we didn't double. We didn't double. Um, we didn't double cast in that. Um, uh, that that makes sense for you. Yeah, <laughs> I only sang in one song, and that was pretty much it. But I play, I played the <laughs> I played the clarinet. Oh, I think I played the oboe. No, no. Well, I I did play the oboe for one semester in Etzel Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you were there still. Yeah, no, you were because yeah, we were. I, I was still in school. Twenty thirteen. Um, oh, I just aged us. I just gave away our ages. <laughs> uh, uh, well, and uh, oh, man, what was I gonna say? Yeah. Well, you used, you used to play the didgeridoo. You used to play. Um, 
um no yeah but i mean i played that that was another thing that i did a lot um i was part of the pit um mm-hmm. which was always fun and and i i was never the fun thing about it is that i was never in the pit only mm-hmm. i was part of the pit and part of the cast every yeah. single time so i did i did that with that show i did that in annie get your gun um mm-hmm. i did that in spam a lot um, I feel like did you do that? You didn't do in Spring Awakening. No, no, no. That was all strings. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that's such a that show has such a good um, band. Yeah, yeah, and and it's funny because I, I didn't really much care for the show before we did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna say it was one of my favorites, but it's pretty high up there, just because mm-hmm. of just because of. of it's, it was really the music that mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed. Obviously, because, you know. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, I think those were the only times that I ever, that I ever did that, actually, mm-hmm. um, which was always fun. Well, since we're talking about, <laughs> since we're talking about our times and musicals, actually, no, not yet, not yet. Um, I just want everyone to take a moment and listen to the smoothness that was that transition. <laughs> Let's take a moment <laughs> and appreciate that. I'm taking it back, though. I'm taking it back. I know you were. I was gonna about to make. I was about to do the same thing. Be like, well, speaking of musicals, but <laughs> you go. This no, is no. your show. <laughs> no, for no. And th- well, for oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll we'll no. have our own show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I think we should. Anyway, <laughs> that's, anyway, that's that's that. another story. That's a yeah. that's a that's a that's another that's another conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well. So. So let, let's let's talk a little bit about our time um, doing musicals. So we went to Sol Ross in mm-hmm. uh, 2013, the fall mm-hmm. of 2013. That's when we started. Um, yeah. You had come from um, Texas Tech, right? Yep, a transfer from Texas Tech. Uh huh. And I had I had just arrived from El Paso. Mm-hmm. Um, and our first what was uh, our first musical was Assassins. Assassins, it sure was. Assassins <laughs> by Stephen Sondheim. It was it, it was a it was an a, intense show. Yeah, it was an intense show. Uh, that show gave me tinnitus for like two weeks. <laughs> Because <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Assassins is a musical with music and lyrics by Stephen Sondheim, and they literally, it's about every single person who ever attempted to assassinate a president, some succeeded, some didn't, and we got to play some of those characters, mm-hmm. and towards, throughout most of the show, we got to fire actual guns with blanks. Yeah. We were, we were trained so don't come for us. We were trained on how to use these guns. I don't condone using weapons. No. Um, but we are in Texas. Well, I am. But, <laughs> but towards the end of the show, we all had to fire a gun at the same time. And the loudness of that, because I had a freaking revolver. Oh, uh, yeah. And I had tinnitus for two weeks. <laughs> it was like an E flat. I was like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And we, we both got to play Assassin's. Mm-hmm. We both had to be assassins. You were Giuseppe uh, Zangara. Yeah, Giuseppe Zangara. Um, he tried to assassinate 
FDR. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't remember his full name. Um, it was a Roosevelt. Uh, Franklin Dean Roosevelt. Fra- Franklin Fra- Franklin Delano Roosevelt. There you go. I thought it was Dean. Oh, that's no. Eleanor Dean Roosevelt. No. Oh, I failed. I did not succeed in college. <laughs> that was Eleanor. Oh my God. Or am so I wrong? Time. I feel like I'm. I don't know. Franklin should Del- go back to college. <laughs> you know what? Open up a textbook. Jeez. Uh, the point was the FDR. It was FDR. FDR. And that was Charles Guiteau, who assassinated President McKinley. Yes, oh. <laughs> I'm going with that. I'm going with that. That was a guess. I <laughs> no, I literally was thinking the same thing, but I was gonna let you say it first. No, no, no. It, yeah, it was it was William McKinley. Yeah, because it, it was Big Bill. Mm-hmm. And I got hung on stage. Hanged. I got hanged on stage. My Texan came out. I apologize. Um, <laughs> yeah, you were hanged on I stage. I got hung on stage. Um, <laughs> you were hanged yeah. on stage. I was uh, I was killed by an electric chair. Yes, that was actually a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, I think I feel like I had the best death. You did. You had the best death. I had the weirdest death. Um, well, because my whole because yeah. my only song was that. Mm-hmm. Throughout that, throughout that, or before well, my death. Yeah. Well, my death was like a freaking, um, it was a journey. Okay, so. With my mango white claw. <laughs> Not sponsored. Here, we took, we took a, I think, I feel like we took a long time just explaining that show. But I guess we should. I don't think it matters. No, okay. We can, we can go a little bit faster. Okay. Uh, okay, so our second show, because actually I was, I was at all musicals with you. Yeah, we all did. We only pretty much all did musicals. Um, I don't remember after that, to be honest. You never uh, did plays, though, did you? Mm-mm. Wow. I was only cast. I was only casting musicals. Um, even though I did audition, I auditioned for the straight place, but um, uh, you just couldn't take I, the hands. And I, just, <laughs> I was not good enough. Probably, our second musical was uh. Let's see. Oh, this. after Assassins, it was Into the Woods. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, oh, which was, which that in itself was apparently a crazy thing because um, we actually did three Sondheim shows in a row. We did into the, right. We did Into the Woods. Um, we did Assassins, Into the Woods, and, and then Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, those three in a row actually. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what school was it? Some they ha- they had mentioned it at um, uh, KCTF, which is uh, um, describe KCTF. Pride. <laughs> <laughs> Kansas City Theater Conference. I think I thought it is. Because wasn't it in Kansas? Wasn't it in Missouri or no? I don't think I don't, so. I don't know then. Okay. Um. Oh fuck! Now I have to. Here, let me ask Eddie. Hold on, hold uh, on, hold on, hold on. You know, at this time, I would love for you to just take a moment and follow me on Instagram at the Veronica Powers. Please help me. I need more followers. You can also find me on TikTok, on Venmo. You know, if you're feeling generous, and Twitter. 
Okay, he's back. Don't tell him I said that. It's the Kennedy Kennedy Center, American Theater Center. No. Oh shit! I he just told me the Kennedy Center Theater Convention. No, no, no. It's because it's KCACTF. Kennedy Center and American Conservatory Theater. American KC Kennedy Center American Theater F Conference Convention. KC F American. Oh God. Let's, let's just bring him in the room. <laughs> Make him say it. No, no. I'm... Shit. Hold on. We went to college. I just want you to know. Well, the, hey, I have an excuse because I I was never part of that. And you're old. Um, oh well, you you never were either. Yeah. <laughs> this is getting sad. Oh my god! <laughs> I cannot believe. Here, here, I gotta look it up. This is why I do drag. Um, I'm gonna have to edit this so hard. I wasn't good enough to be in KCACT. You know that doesn't have to be edited. I think that's funny. Oh my god! <clears throat> I was also not a theater student, so I get, I'm all trying to justify justify the whole thing. Yeah, you're like, well, I I. Um. So, um, KCACTF stands for the Kennedy Center American College Theater Festival. I can't believe you remember that on the first try. Oh, I know, huh? <laughs> You're just so smart. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so I don't even remember what the story was. Fuck. <laughs> uh, the people were talking about that, that we did. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. So, like, so like whenever... Because Eddie, actually, Eddie was the one that told me. About yeah. It. it was either Eddie or Missy. Um. <laughs> I don't remember, but anyway, um, they had mentioned that um, by that time, because by that time they were they had been doing uh, Moises, I believe, mm-hmm. which is a um, which was actually a new play at the time. It was written by a um, the I guess the resident playwright. Um, she was a professor there at Sol Ross, mm-hmm. um, and uh, her name's Liz Castillo. Oh yeah, she's 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 great. Yeah. Um and uh oh yeah, so I guess they had mentioned to other students at the other at during the festival. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Wait, you did three Sondheim shows in a row?" <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah, this little little mm-hmm. school in the middle of nowhere. Mhm. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, yeah, but we yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we did Assassins. We did into the woods in the summer of 2014, and yep. uh, Sweeney Todd in the um, the spring, spring of 2015. 2015. Yeah, and then after that, it was Anna Getrigan. Yeah, Anna Getrigan. That was another summer show. That That's was it. a choice. <laughs> well, well, and the reason why it was done is because it was the 50th anniversary of the school, right? No, it was of the uh, theater of the Big Bend. Theater of the Big Bend, which is the uh, summer program or the summer theater um at sol ross state university um mm-hmm. i feel like i sound so sarcastic saying everything but oh, i'm not trying God. to be i'm not trying to be but i mean <laughs> yeah if, 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 if you sense any pettiness it might be from me but <laughs> yeah no but um yeah so that was yeah that was the summer of 2016 I'm, I'm guessing then no it couldn't have been 
Summer 2015. 2015, yeah, you're right. After that was Spring Awakening. Was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was Spring, Awa- it was Spring Awakening. Um, and then Spamalot. We all played very convincing children. <laughs> I feel like I did. Okay. You uh, were like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I was, I, I was, I was one of the oldest in the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, you were like thirty-six at the time, I think. Um, I believe I was not. <laughs> I was thirty-four. Well, no, there I we was go. not. <laughs> uh, I was not, by the way. Um, yeah, then we did his, cabaret. His age is a mis- his age is a mystery. <laughs> um, just so we- like my weight. Um, <laughs> We did Cabaret after that in the spring of 2016. No, 2017. Because I moved right after Cabaret. And then after that was Spamalot. Yeah, Spamalot. No. Yeah. When did you um, move? Sorry, when did you move? Um, like August, August 2017. Oh, okay, then yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because Cabaret was also in 2017. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then it was Spamalot. Are we missing a musical? I don't think we are. Uh, no, but I still think we have our time timelines wrong, because then because you got to see my last show, which was at Fantastics. Mm-hmm. And that was in the summer. Then one was spam a lot. Because I moved after that. Spam a lot had to have been after Spring Awakening then. So, yeah, so it must have been 2016 then. Yeah, spring was Spamalot, and then after that was Cabaret, and then that summer was the Fantastics. Mm, okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, we, we, did a, we did a lot of musicals together. Yeah, we did so many musicals together. It was always such a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, I mean, I haven't done anything since. Well, Me neither. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, well, since we were talking about musicals, um, this brings us to our, the segment that we were going to talk about (laughs) earlier, Mm -hmm. um, which is our favorite musicals. Our favorite musicals. I made that song up. Um, yes. Our top five musicals. I'm Uh, I'm assuming it's five. Yeah, it's the five. Um, I I don't, I don't know if I have a, a specific order. Um, you can give an order, but I, I don't think I'm gonna. Um, I, I don't have to say I'm in order. I mean, I just wrote them as they came to mind. Yeah. I, mean, I think the number one will be like my favorite, one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. But like everything else is like not really in any specific order. Yeah, yeah. Um, and well, and I'm not, I will give this as a disclaimer I'm not a big uh, musical theater person. Um, Mainly because, like I said, I, I, I did study, I studied voice in college, but I, there wasn't a lot for me to do because it was a, such a small school. Um, I mean, we had our ensembles and everything, but um, the thing that I did get to do a lot more was um, in musical, like in theater. So um, that's where my knowledge of musical theater really comes from. And, um, and yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to give I'll, that as a I'll disclaimer. fact check them. <laughs> I'll fact check that movie's wrong. I know everything. <laughs> um, well, since you're the guest, um, you can start with your number or 
I guess number five. We'll 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 go we'll go we'll go we'll zigzag it. I think. Zig it a zag. Yeah. Okay. All right. So number five. Um, my number five was something we kind of talked about, but didn't go into detail. And it is Into the Woods. Mm. Yeah. One of my favorite musicals of all time. It is a musical with music and lyrics by Stephen Sondheim, of course, and a book by James. It's either Lapine or Lapine. It's Lapine. Okay. It's Lapine. Um, it was a musical that came out in the 1980s, and it starred, you know, standout performances from Bernadette Peters, Joanna Gleason as the, baker, as the baker's wife, and Chip Zena as the baker. It is a musical set about, it's a, how do you say this? It's about a baker and the baker's wife and how they want to have a child and they meet a witch played by Bernadette Peters who tells them in order to conceive a child, they have to break the spell that she placed upon their family lineage. Mm -hmm. So of course they have to go into the woods. Okay. It wasn't you. It was the thing. It was was, okay. Yeah. They have to go into the woods and throughout their adventures in the woods, trying to break the curse, they meet an, an entire like cavalcade of characters from the Grimm, the brothers Grimm fairy tales, and they just try to get their curse, you know, broken. And that's like the show, basically. I just don't want to give away spoilers if you haven't seen it, but like, who hasn't seen it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it, it covers themes as, such as like growing up, responsibility, morality, you know, consequences, you know, because a heavy theme is they're always saying like, I wish, I wish I had this, I wish I had that. Yeah. And in this musical, they get what they wish, but they also get the consequences of what they wish for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, and it's, one, yeah sorry, go ahead. It, <laughs> It's just an incredible show. Like, you know, Joanna Gleason really stands out to me as the baker's wife because she's just like her own confident person, you know, watching her as like a younger, when I was like younger in high school, watching her like really helped me. It kind of molded me, like not my personality, but just like my way of thinking because there's a lyric that she says in one of her songs well, you know, we were both in it. There's a part, they do like this this segue throughout certain scenes of the musical where they're like, oh, one midnight gone, two midnights gone. Mm-hmm. And she has this part in a song and she says, you may know what you need, but to get what you want, be sure to keep what you have. Mm-hmm. And that phrase has kind of stuck with me for like a while. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, and I I really did learn a lot from this musical. And of course, it has great songs, you know, Into the Woods. I don't want to sing actual songs lest, you, lest we get struck down with copyright. Um, <laughs> and of course, who doesn't love Bernadette Peters? If you don't oh. know who Bernadette Peters is, like, I don't know what to tell you, doll, but. <laughs> I, be- I believe she's in her 60s right now. I think she's in her 70s. She might be in her older. 70s. Uh, uh, maybe. She's maybe. like the most amazing, like, performer. She's one of Sondheim's favorite performances. Sondheim was quoted to have said that she she is the only actress that he knows that is able to sing and act at the same time, but like truly act. I kind of believe him to a certain extent. I mean, there's some up-and-coming actresses that I feel like are able to do that as well, such as like Jesse Mueller, Sutton Foster, you know, there's, I don't know, there's just so much talent. Cynthia Erivo. Yeah. um, 
I could keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think it also has to do with um, the the schools of of um, and by by that I mean like um, you know how like there's an old like I guess an old school way and like a new school like you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. That that may that may have something to do with it, and mm-hmm. and I don't know, maybe maybe Bernadette was kind of ahead of her time. I mean, she was like a needle in the haystack. She's like, everyone knows her. You know, one of her most iconic things to sing is she used to sing Broadway Baby, and that was way back then. Um, but yeah, she's been she's been everywhere. Like the most recently, she was on the TV show called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And if you haven't seen that show, I don't want to give it away, but <laughs> this woman is able to read people's minds through musicals. So people sing what they don't know that they're singing around her. She just sees it with her mind. Yeah. And there's an episode with Bernadette Peters and she sings um, Nina Simone's um, Feeling Good. So anyways, back to you. Okay. What's your number five? Okay, well, um, actually, my number five has to do with the Sondheim show, actually. Um, mm-hmm. It's one that we haven't done, actually, and um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you know. It's Sunday in the Park with George. <sighs> yes. <laughs> um, and I actually didn't know much about it before. Um, mm-hmm. there, was, there was one day where I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to watch the show. So it was actually about because um, there's one song that I tried to sing. Um, I've, had, I, I've tried many times to, like, sing it as for repertoire, you know, um, over the years. But I've just never really hadn't got a chance to do it. It's a Stephen Sondheim musical. What's, what was the song you were trying to sing? Was um, it Finishing the Hat? Yeah, Finishing the Hat. But, I mean, but when, like, when I started listening to it more, it's like, oh, my God, like, there's so many mm-hmm. other good songs that, you know, like, just the opening and closing of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love choral music. And so mm-hmm. when when there's a good chorus oh, part, yeah. I that's the other thing. I love choruses. Like, I... I um. Luckily, we got to be in enough shows to be part of the chorus. Like Sweeney Todd, like um, mm-hmm. we we got to be part of the chorus. Um, yeah. And I, I think I think it would have been more. It was a lot more enjoyable than if we would have been. Um, like if we would have been like an actual character. I know you got to be. I forgot. <laughs> I was the Beatle in Sweeney Todd. Yeah, you were the Beatle. Yeah, and I was yeah. your understudy. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I'm getting sidetracked. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, so he he wrote, he composed the music as well as the lyrics, and also once again, James Lapine was um, was the one who wrote the book, and it's it's really just about it's the artist uh, George uh, Seurat. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing that right, uh, Seurat, uh, and it's just about the specific painting, which is called a Sunday a Sunday afternoon at the. Uh, what's it called at the island of La La Grande Jatte. The story, I mean, there's there's kind of like a love story, but I, I don't know. I can't I can't describe it. Yeah. Um, well, it's like about the like, guess. It's about him doing that painting, but it's also about people like not really understanding his art. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how it strained the relationship between him and his love interest, and who also off Broadway um, was Bernadette Peters. Bernadette Peters. She <laughs> he was. She was Dot. Yeah, yeah. I think her name was Dot, yeah. Uh, Mandy Patinkin was uh, George. Oh, yes. Um, His voice. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because, like, um, like I said, I saw that one performance with, with both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize that was him. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and then the second act is 
Well, it transcends like centuries. Yeah, yeah, because it takes place in um, modern modern like, time. Modern yeah, day. yeah, because it's like eighty the eighties. Yeah, um, and it's kind of like it. It, it kind of tells the same story, just kind of in the future with um, with his descendant. No. Yeah. Okay. Something like that, and he, it's also played by Amanda Patinkin, mm-hmm. um, the daughter. I'm not the daughter. Because I, I don't know. I can't remember if she plays the same character, but older. She plays. Yeah, she, she plays like she, the, or she plays the character's daughter, but she's older because it's been so long. Um, I believe something like so. that. She, I think she plays both of them actually. Mm-hmm. She plays. She plays herself. Her, her character, her first character as an older woman. Mm-hmm. And then I think she plays like her granddaughter or something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, a um, crazy like a random fact. Just like how they merge like um, actors in their shows, it's on Hans shows, um, which I don't even know if you ever noticed, but the the actress who plays um, George's mom is the same actress who played um, Jack's mom in Into the Woods in the in the yes, yeah, you're right. It's like the most random thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one of the guards is also the same person who played like one of the also it's like something random i'm like i know you're in into the woods yeah yeah you're right i yeah i do remember her um yeah i don't remember anyone else but i do remember her now that I, now that you mentioned it yeah um but yeah i mean that's 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 one of that's one of my shows you, <laughs> are we gonna do back this to thing? me it's, it's <laughs> like we're, we're playing tennis or something i know right um my next show that i have right now it's one of my favorites of all time is the producers uh yeah um yeah I don't know if you've ever seen the producers. It's I've only seen the movie. You've only seen the movie. Mm-hmm. How dare you? I know, I know. <laughs> it is a fucking gem. Um, of course, it's uh, it's producers based off of Mel Brooks movies from the '60s called The Producers with Gene Wilder. Mm-hmm. Um, it the musical adaptation. It is written by. I mean, music and lyrics is also like by Mel, Mel Brooks. I think he also wrote the script. I think someone helped him with the script. Oh, Thomas Meehan helped him. But basically, Mel Brooks did everything. And then I think Susan Stroman directed it. or I might be wrong. Don't fuck me on that. <laughs> but it's a, it's a musical. It's a base. What, about, really? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. It's, so it's about Max Bialystok, played by Nathan Lane in the original Broadway cast. Mm-hmm. And it's about him. Like, the premise of the show is, like, he puts on his own musical, which is the musical version of Hamlet called Funny Boy. And it tanks miserably. <laughs> and throughout that, you know, he's like upset because it tanks miserably. And then his accountant comes in, who is played by Matthew Broderick. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Well, basically, they, they basically, they both find out that you could make more money potentially with a flop than with a hit. Because you could raise all this money and like you can raise like a million dollars, but only spend a hundred thousand to put the show on, and then just pocket the rest. And if it flops, no one's gonna look at the books. Oh, no, yeah. and yeah, no one will look at the books unless it's it's a success. So they basically come come up with a scheme to raise two million dollars, um, put on the worst musical in Broadway history, and steal the money and go to Rio. That's literally the musical, and the musical <laughs> they find is called springtime for hitler uh-huh. which is a, basically like a gay romp about me about 
Hitler. So needless to say, they find the worst actors, they find the worst musical, they find the worst director, uh-huh. they put on the show, and then it's a success. <laughs> because people think, people, audiences thought it was a satire, so now they're like in deep water because of it. Yeah. That's basically the whole show. It's amazing. It's literally like, it's also a hilarious movie, but the stage version is better. There's more songs. The, I mean, Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane are, also, are amazing in the movie, but like, the female character, her name is Ula. Um, she's played by Uma Thurman in the movie, but she's terrible in the movie. And the stage version is played by Katie Huffman, who's like this really talented singer. Mm-hmm. And she like hits these notes and she has like this stage presence. Uma Thurman is Uma Thurman. Um, <laughs> she killed Bill. She killed Bill. And that's, I mean, that's and she also about killed, it. And she also killed this role, I guess. <laughs> she killed this role. Ooh. Anyway, um, don't come for Osuma, please. Don't come for Osuma. But yeah, that's the producers. That's like some of my favorite shows. Okay, I like I liked it because it was. I mean, you don't really learn anything from watching it. It's just really funny, and it's just a good time. Yeah, it's, and sometimes you just need that. Yeah, is Mel Brooks still alive? Uh, let me see. Let's see. Because if not, I want to watch the movie tonight when I go to bed in, like, memory of him. <laughs> this is such a good show. He died. No, he's still alive. Damn. 93. He's 93. Share cockroaches and Mel Brooks, bitch. <laughs> Melvin Kaminsky. That's his real name. Come on, Melvin. Side wow, note, I, I have always wanted to do that show at Soul Lost and I wanted it to be I wanted Brett to be Nathan Lane's character and maybe Matthew Broderick's character. Oh yeah. Uh Brett Scott. He was our professor. Um at Sol- Come on, Brett Scott. <laughs> he was our professor at uh at Soul Ross. Um I actually took one class with him. I never took any other classes with him, but it was the improv class that we mm-hmm. that we took together. Um Yes. Um, he was a writer and performer for the Second City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Isn't he's that amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's it was, it was so crazy because I didn't I didn't know that whenever he first they first uh, uh, to solve, to Alpine, um, mm-hmm. and then later on I was like, oh wow, that's I did not know that. Wow. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, if, uh, yeah. Hey, Brett. Hi, Brett. <laughs> Accept my friend request on Facebook. <laughs> He's going to see Veronica and get spooked and be like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> I failed you as a teacher. Veronica Powers. The ultimate, the ultimate improv. <laughs> My, the ultimate improv. That's how I, I finally passed this class. The ultimate improv is I moved to Boston and became a drag queen. <laughs> I've been improving for three years. <laughs> Well, do you do you remember? Um, do you remember? <laughs> do you remember? No, it's okay. <laughs> do you remember whenever um, we, we were leaving a, a improv class and yeah. um, somebody had mentioned something about porn, mm-hmm. and and I was like, and and I mentioned I was just like, oh, there's no shame in it or whatever, something like yeah. that. <laughs> and Brett took it as in like. I'd be willing to do porn. I don't know what the hell oh. he was thinking. <laughs> but yeah, it was until it was until after that Eddie told me that was like 
the way you said it sounded really weird. I'm just like, oh, well. Shaman doing porn. <laughs> That's probably what he thought you said. Probably, I think so. Yeah. My favorite Brit anecdotes. He was telling us he was reminiscing about one of his friends or something from the book that we had to buy for the class, and he said that his friend said something like, "If you want to understand like all aspects of comedy, you have to suck a football field's worth of dick." And I said, well, I'm halfway there. <laughs> so let's get this class rolling. Why are we still here? Come on, Why let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so my, I guess, number four, I, there's no, I, like I said, there's no order. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I have to say it's West Side Story. Mm. The music was written by um, Leonard Bernstein. Sorry, mm-hmm. Leonard Bernstein. I always do that. I don't know why. Mm. Um, lyrics were written by our friend that we just talked about, Stephen Sondheim. Mm-hmm. And the book that was, was one of his first things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the book was written by Arthur Lawrence. Basically a retelling of Romeo and Juliet set in uh, 1950s New York. Two rival gangs, star-crossed lovers, all that, all that good stuff. Um, People die. There's a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Morena. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the only Puerto Rican in that in, in the movie at least. Mm-hmm. I when they whenever they remake it, I hope they correct that. <laughs> and she still had to be she still had she still had to be in um brown face, let's just mm-hmm. say. They were just like, Yeah, you're not tan enough, girl. It's like I don't need to be tan enough. Can you I imagine? Did. Can you imagine? She imagine. Just, can you imagine she fought that? She probably fought that. Once again, it's the music that really entices me into into the show. Really, um, I mean, who could forget the music in the the dance scene? The are they, I think. I'd... Oh yeah, yeah. The the it's the uh, dance. Oh my god! Is it the prom or no? No, it's 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 just a dance. Like it's a dance at the at the school. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's probably just called dance at the gym. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Um. No, well, but so that's like one of the coolest moments. Yes, and, and America, America. I think America is one of my oh, favorite. Yeah. yeah. Um. I hate the way they did it in the movie, but. Uh, well, you know, yeah. in one of the more recent revivals, Lin Manuel Miranda, who did. You know, in the Heights, he did Hamilton, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, he helped translate and made that that musical more bilingual. Yes, that's right. Which is also really cool because they did "I Feel Pretty," but like it did in Spanish language. Yeah, it's in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you for reminding me because I forgot about that. To be honest, yep. Um, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's 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 it really. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing really. Sp- special about it it's just the fact i think it's just the fact that it's so it's such a um latino like based well at least half of it because the mm-hmm. other half's just white people but yeah um but no i mean just the fact that just puerto ricans are part of the story mm-hmm. you know the music may not always be uh, appropriate <laughs> for that culture but Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's a it, it was a start. I mean, it was the fifties. Yes. Yeah, my third is this amazing musical called "Next to Normal." Mm. 
It is a musical drama. It has music and it has music by Tom Kitt and the book and lyrics by Brian Yorkie. It is a story about a woman who is struggling from a mental disorder, which is triggered through a traumatic loss that she can't quite seem to remember. Mm-hmm. And it's the story about her struggling with that loss and how it affects her family. Okay. It covers it covers topics such as like drug abuse, um, trauma, loss, suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very um, very heavy topics. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, so the story is about so this woman she's dealing with loss, and you know it's her, it's her husband, it's her daughter, it's her son. So she starts going to therapy. She takes a bunch of different medicines, and it gets to the point where. She says she doesn't feel anything anymore because of her medication, and so the doctor marks her stable, which, you know, that's not... Yeah, I mean, and it happens. It, ha- it happens. It's a real issue. And I guess the point where she stops taking her medication, and it's her... They're having a dinner party with her daughter and her daughter's friend, and her husband's there, and she tries to celebrate her son's birthday party only for the father to stop the party and remind her that her son's been dead for 16 years. So the entire time you see the son in the show, you don't realize that that he's actually a manifestation of her mental disorder. Yeah. And, and I don't technically know what she suffers from in the show. I don't think they ever really say it. Yeah, I don't think so. But his death is, um, his death was triggered, like triggered her trauma. And so basically the show is about her trying to get better. And it also talks about, like, you know, how it affects the daughter. The daughter has a very strange relationship with the mother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the daughter's trying to find, like, she has her own side story where she starts experimenting with drugs and she finds her own love interest, but she's, like, she has a fear of commitment. It, it just covers so many, like, very difficult um, topics, you know, that a lot of us identify with. And that, and it has such a powerful score and it's, uses very contemporary like way how do, how do you say it like the music is very contemporary yeah 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 it's not it's, it's not your... more rock oriented it's almost yeah. like a rock musical the person who directed it also directed the original broadway cast of rent michael Grace. Mm. um another another good one yeah the, and the show also won like the pulitzer like it's, it's just a very well written show yeah yeah there's correct me if i'm wrong but there are some shows where um, the book and the um, music sometimes feel a little bit disconnected, and I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure they exist. I don't know. Um, like I said, I don't have such a big knowledge, but I feel like that's probably one of the one sh- one of the shows that probably has a very good connection to. Mm-hmm. They both connect pretty well. Yeah. Well, like I said, the person who the the person who wrote the book also wrote the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when you're like writing the script for the play, he's also writing the songs, but he had someone, the someone else did the music for him. Yeah. And like yeah. set his words to music. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. I can't remember how many Tonys it won, but I know it did win. Uh, it did win the Pulitzer. That's my number three. Okay. What's your number three? Um, I feel like this one's gonna is is pretty obvious. Uh, Sweeney Todd. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, 
I think I think the reason why I love it so much though is um uh because I also <laughs> I also um do really like true crime. Um mm-hmm. not that I I don't think this was based on real events. <laughs> Although who knows, I don't know. I, I don't know, right? It's based on like it's based off a book. Like, it's based off a book. It's based off a play, which is also based off a book which is like just an old like ghost tale or something probably i mean i mean i'll associate it with jack the ripper i don't know <laughs> i'm just kidding i won't <laughs> it might be based on a true story actually now that i think about it but I don't, well, i'd have to do my research on that yeah yeah because i really don't remember um um mm-hmm. but i've well and, and i think just like the 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 subject matter itself um just i mean dealing with a lot of uh, a lot of death and like mm-hmm. <laughs> it just gruesome like um death murder suicide cannibalism mm-hmm. all the all, you know all the all the good stuff the, the four the the four the holy trinity bitch the the, col- the holy trinity plus one <laughs> <laughs> um no but uh it's just it, it's just such a interesting like i said it's just a, such an interesting topic um so like okay so like the music the music and lyrics was written by uh, Stephen Sondheim, and uh, the book was written by uh, Hugh Wheeler. Hugh Wheeler. Um, and it's just about this, it, it, I guess the, the shortest way to say it, um, or to put it, is about this man who um, has a family um, when he's younger. Uh, he gets convicted for a crime that he didn't commit. Um, he's sent to Australia, uh, you know, where the... You know the British send all their prisoners, mm-hmm. um, and um, and he comes back eventually, uh, a few decades later, I believe, and he's coming back for revenge. Um, he finds out that his wife's dead, but you know he like he's 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 just wanting to get revenge. Um, he finds out that he, the. It's a judge, sorry. <laughs> so I have to think of it real hard. Um, but the judge basically is the one that um, accuses him of this and like sends him off. Um, so he's getting revenge on the judge. Uh, the judge took his daughter when she was a baby. So she has, he has her as his, uh, as his ward. Um, just a lot of things happen in between. Um, a lot of people die. And a lot of people die. A lot of people are eaten. A, a lot, lot of people of... are eaten. That's a that's a big one, actually. A lot of people are eaten, um, yeah. and <laughs> um, and it's just it's just a lot of a lot of. There's such a juxtaposition of the songs because, like, a lot of the times they sound like really pretty songs and stuff like that. But there's always like this darkness, you know, looming behind it or over it, or you know what I mean. Um, Mm-hmm. Oh, they, I guess they make light, it's almost like they make light of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, I guess I should also talk about the time period because it takes place uh, during the yeah. during the eighteen hundreds. Um, yeah, nineteenth like century. Yeah, another time where you know a lot of stuff, a lot of dark uh, themes were going on. Like just, just in in general, just like in in you know in the arts, is literature and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a that was a that's a good setting for what it was set for at the end so it's um, basically like a revenge it's like a revenge story mm-hmm. yeah yeah well and at the end a lot, at the end a lot of people get killed um 
lot of people die. Then Sweeney doesn't finds out that his wife was never dead, uh, and he gets killed too. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, he does. You make it sound so <laughs> confusing. Well, if people have seen it, we should just put like a spoiler warning and just say sorry. It's a spoiler. If you haven't yeah, seen it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, uh, I'll try to remember that for the next two. I guess I don't know. I guess that's whatever. <laughs> I think what in, what attracted me too to the story is also like like I said the music like that's <laughs> that's a given, the chorus is what really, what really? I really love about yeah. it because it's it's a very big part of the show. Well, they're pretty much a, they're they're, they're a, a Greek chorus, and for those of you who don't know, Greek chorus they're, I mean they're from they come from like Greek tragedies, Greek comedies, but more um, predominantly Greek tragedies, and they kind of tell you what's going on in the story. Like, for instance, Oedipus Rex, like, they'll be like, oh, those have a song about him going and blinding himself. Um, so, like, basically, the chorus acts as a great chorus in Sweeney Todd, and they kind of tell, they warn you of him. Mm-hmm. They, they tell you right away that he's not a good person. They, they kind of talk about, like, every character, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couldn't have, be- couldn't have said it better myself, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh, I know that show like the back of my hand. <laughs> Yeah, that show, it's one of the most popular Sondheim shows ever. Like, it's in pop culture everywhere. It's in the movie Jersey Girl with oh, Ben yeah. Affleck. Yeah. Because, like, his daughter wants to be in Sons of It. Like, it's, like, it's in The Office. Like, it's in it's The like, Office, yeah. They do the, they yeah. do it. Or, or, or what's the It's that? everywhere. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's Andy okay. does it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, like this is this is one of the few stories where I actually like um uh if I got to play anybody like i would I would wanna play Sweeney, I would mm-hmm. never want to play um the young one i fuck I can't remember his name anthony anthony yeah. I, I would never want to play Anthony to be honest because see I, I like would love is... to be Mrs. Lovett. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's who I would love who, to be. Who who among us would not want to be? Like, oh my god, give me that dress, give me that hair. Um give me Well in our in our and in our production, um our professors played Sweeney and um Mrs. Lovett. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um that was interesting to watch them perform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because we never had. Mm-hmm. And and I, I and I think it's it's I think it's pretty rare to see um, your professors perform yeah yeah yeah. just like in any I, I feel like in any university actually oh yeah we learned a lot from that yeah all right so my fourth one i would have to say one of my favorite musicals of all time is another sondheim show oh, my oh wow oh my god <laughs> it is called company <laughs> what, what, I, I should just call this a sondheim episode Son, the the son, the one about Sondheim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's amazing. You uh-huh. know, I'll, I'll take Stephen Sondheim every day. Yeah. And his sex dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, there's a rumor that Stephen Sondheim has a sex dungeon. It's probably true. Sign me up. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't want to be the subject of his next musical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god anyway <laughs> coming to a theater near you frittata um yeah so company you know musical lyrics by Stephen Sondheim book by George Firth 
Um, it is not a traditional musical, I have to say. It is what um, people call a concept musical because instead of a straightforward linear plot, it is the show is composed of like several vignettes. Which and it's, vignettes which are? are are the short scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, some are com- some are funny, some are more serious, and they all center around a focal point, and the focal point is the titular characters. Um, well, it's not titular because it's not in the title. Uh, focuses around the main character's 35th birthday and his name is Robert or Bobby for short. Mm-hmm. That's the show's about and you know it goes from like he's a guest at someone's wedding, he is having dinner with a friend or he's visiting a couple. Like it, it covers so many broad themes such as like commitment issues, um, homosexuality, I mean just dealing with aging in general you know mm-hmm. or like loving yourself uh, one of my favorite lyrics in the entire show that also stuck with me. And I, I used to want to get it as a tattoo, but I just don't know where I would put it. Maybe my lower back. Um, but it is a. But the the lyric is, "Don't be afraid; it won't be perfect. The only thing to be afraid of is that it won't be." That's a lot to put on your lower back, though. <laughs> I think you have a. <laughs> I'm gonna end this Zoom call right now. Like this is me throwing a fucking white claw in your face. You um, fucking no good, crusty, busted <laughs> piece of crap. I wouldn't even use your fucking gluey ass fake attitude to glue my lashes, you piece of shit. Okay. How dare you insinuate that I have room for that tattoo? I ought to reach through this screen right now. <laughs> oh, reach my... into thy gaping maw. Maw, you call a mouth. Rip that word out and slap you with it. <laughs> How dare you? Was that too far? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who I am anymore. Um. <laughs> anyway... Sorry for, sorry for <laughs> to rudely interrupt you. Oh my god! <laughs> you, you can leave that in. That's really funny. Okay. So that's the show. We're we're good friends, y'all. Oh my god! And he tells me I'm he tells me I'm old. I tell him he's fat. I mean, where are the lies? Some of us are fatter than others. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, where were we? <laughs> Um, your number, your last, your last musical. We were. You already talked yeah, about yours. Yeah, you're on, you're on your number five, and then it's my number five. Oh no, no, it's your fourth one, and then it's my fifth one, and then your fifth one. I don't, I don't know which to choose from these, but I guess. If, wait, I didn't have a, I didn't have a order. Anyway, um, I, I'm sure a lot of us know about this one. Um, technically, this is the first non-American one that we've talked about. Oh my god. Um, um, it's a Rocky Horror Show. Ah. Oh. Yeah. And people may not know that. People may not know that it's not an American show. It's from England. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I had to double check that in my brain. Um, I wanted people... to say Australia for some reason, but it's not. So. <laughs> um, uh, the music. Well, actually, the entire show was written by uh, Richard O'Brien. Who, um, who uh, played Riff Raff in um, the first production um, 
the uh, the American production in um, I can't remember what it's called. And in the movie. Well, yeah, and in the movie. <laughs> um, also in the actually in the movie, he was also the um, the lips. Well, no, that was a uh, what's her name? Patricia Quinn. Patricia Quinn. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that was her mouth. That was her mouth, but it was him singing the song. Yeah. Um, and and I'm sure a lot of us have seen the movie. Um, I mean, no, this should have been my number one shit. Oh well. Um, I actually hold this one to my heart a lot because um, when I was 21, um, I was in a shadow cast production. I was never in the um, actual production of it, um, which basically means that you know the play, the movie plays you know like on screen while yeah the shadow cast in front basically acting out the movie <laughs> which i remember this because you showed me your high heels and i yes. was just like why do you why do you have heels i would never <laughs> yeah cut to <laughs> well it's you know you know it's funny I, when you got up um your your wig kept showing through the background because <laughs> like, oh. I guess it thought it was a human. I don't know. <laughs> well, Mama, it is human. What you talking about? It's human hair. Oh, I can't afford that. I can't afford that. <laughs> so yeah, this was. So this was. Um, it wasn't necessarily a bad time. It was just um, a time where I was trying to figure out what I really wanted to do um, in the mm-hmm. future. Yeah. Um, and um, one day uh, they had been talking about or okay well here let me let me backtrack i'm sorry um okay um i had actually never seen the movie till uh i was 19 it was in 2009 um mm-hmm. there there was a film festival in el paso which they have every year actually um yeah and they show you know they show different movies obviously they show them in the theater um but they also show um specific movies outside um and those are free Mm-hmm. And one of them was the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, and like I said, I had never seen it. I was shocked because I had no idea what this was, right? And um, mm-hmm. and then after that, for, for some reason, I got obsessed with it. Like, I, I wanted to know everything about it. Um, so for people who don't know, um, the Rocky Horror Show is a... Um, it's kind of a... I guess it's kind of a retelling of... of like a Frankenstein story in a way, kind of, mm-hmm. not necessarily. Um, it's like an original spin on it. Yeah, yeah. The two, the two main characters, um, Brad and Janet, um, have gotten engaged at the beginning. Um, they get a flat tire when they're trying to go see their professor. Um, what else? They find this. They find this castle where um, Frankenfurter, who is the, um, I guess, quote unquote, villain. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, lives there with like his um, <laughs> his posse. I don't know <laughs> his like crew. Yeah, his, his crew, followers. His his crew of all these um, interesting characters. Um, and, and I mean, it starts off with them being you know like very innocent, like very clean cut. Um, you know, fifties. Um, well, and not, it's also kind of a. I guess it's a parody of um, old like nineteen fifties like science fi- science fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, like b horror movies stuff like that um yeah 
and yeah so like so basically like this couple just kind of goes through this weird journey of you know letting go really because yeah and i mean and i think that's really the message of the whole show believe it or not i think there is a message to it i know they let go of all preconceived notions of sex and gender yeah yeah yeah. stereotypes in general Uh uh-huh and, and so, like I said, when I was doing this shadow cast, um, like like I said, I was going through this weird time where, like, I didn't know, I didn't really know what I was gonna do um, with mm-hmm. my life. Um, um, I had rarely, I had, I had, I don't think I've, I had actually even done theater at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was like my first um, experience to it, which, um, and it was just like, it, it, like th- that that kind of place is where like people that are quote unquote like freaks or like outcasts you know like that's what it's known for i i guess like and those people just band together and they Mm -hmm. it's just like a it's just like a community almost when you go to events um of course the movie flopped whenever it came out which is (laughs) what came what yeah which is what the shadow cast actually came out of like that's what came out of Mm. it um, it led to be it, it became like a they started airing it at midnight at midnight specials mm-hmm. um created like a very strong cult following yeah yeah um and i mean i had fun we did it every 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 month i think it was like every first saturday of the month um mm-hmm. and yeah and and this is i think this is one of the few ones that i it's it's a very contemporary um they use a lot of contemporary music I don't know. It's just, it's just, I, it's just the symbolism of it is what really that I really liked. Um, I don't know if that was, that, that had any description, any good description to it. Um, but well, yeah. I'm sure everyone's seen it. Yeah. Speaking of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, my number one show is Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I knew you were gonna go there. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Hedwig and the Angry Inch is literally one of my top favorite it, it, for a while it was my favorite um show of all time it's a one it's it's almost a you, you could almost call it like a one human show but there's like an actual cast because so for those of you who don't know Hedwig and the Angry Inch is about this musician named Hedwig who fled from Germany to America but in order to Flee from Germany, America. He had to marry another man and pretend to be a woman, but in order to pass the examination, he got a sex change that ended up getting botched, which left him with a one-inch pound of flesh. So he calls that his angry inch, and he moves to America, gets dumped by the person that he moved with, and he becomes a musician and a rock star and is in their own right and. That's just like the overview. Overview. Well, that's just like the pre, like the inciting incident. Mm-hmm. The actual story of the show is that this person is traveling with their band and they're following a rival band because they're stealing her music. Mm-hmm. The the singer the the artist is like stealing her music, so she's following them around. And so the whole premise of the show, she's like performing next door to their event, which is like. <laughs> way more popular than hers is and it's just like her overall just her talking about her life how she got to where she was how she met this person mm-hmm. and what she believes in when it comes to love sex gender um all of that good stuff 
and all the music is rock. It's like an actual live band. Their their husband is the backup singer in the show and is actually played by a woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is really awesome. Um, it's such a freaking good show. One of my number one favorite songs is The Origin of Love. Oh, uh, my, yeah. 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 And my favorite lyrics is the... My favorite lyrics in the whole that whole song is the last time I saw you. Oh, the last time I saw you, we just split in two. I was look you were looking at me, I was looking at you. It was a I felt a wave so familiar we could not recognize because you had blood on your face and I had blood on my eyes. And I can swear by the expression from the pain down in your soul that the pain was the same as mine. Mm-hmm. Like it's such like I don't know, the the lyrics are amazing. Um well, I, I- my, Another favorite scene, sorry, in the yeah. whole show is when she's talking about when she met this other artist that stole her music and they were in love, but he didn't know that she was uh, that she was transgender, and he kept telling her that he loves her, and she shouts, "Love the front of me." That's like one of the most powerful moments I thought in the show as well. Yeah. Well, cause, yeah, because I mean, it's symbolic. Because mm-hmm. very you, symbolic. You you have to love everything. Mm-hmm. You can't just love one part, and mm-hmm. well, and and I remember seeing, um, at least from the movie, I believe, um, at least for that song, there is a um, animation. Oh yeah, the whole animation. Yeah. yeah, there's three. There was three sexes. Yes, there we go. Thank you. Yeah, and they were all like they were all in pairs. There was the two men back to back. There was a child. There was the children of the sun, which is the men. The children of the moon, which is the women. And no, children of the earth were the man. The children of the sun. The the moon makes sense. Yeah, the moon is the woman, and then the children of the sun was the the was one man, one woman. Mm -hmm. And and that's and that's mythology too, actually. Mm -hmm. Well, he also the song they talk about like Osiris and Mm -hmm. Zeus. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because I mean, what I'm saying is that like, there's there's meaning behind. There's of it. Yeah, like. Well, um, and the way he he comes to the song is like he says that it was it was something that his mom his mom used to sing to him. Mm. Or like not not sing, but it was like a story his mom used to tell him, and then he turned it into a song. So that's my number one show. What's yours? <laughs> well, I'm going completely um, the other way in uh, <laughs> that one. Um, Mary Poppins. <laughs> No, this was more. This is more Americana. Um, I feel like you're gonna think that it's kind of like really, but it was my last show that I did, The Fantastics. Um, no, it's a, it's a cute show. It's a good yeah. Show. Well, the reason why why I like it so much is because well, I did a I did a report on it. Uh, I don't know if you remember. I did it for the mus- uh, the history of musical theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the first semester. And the, and this report was based off of a show that you had never seen. Um, mm-hmm. I knew about it, but I have never actually seen it because um, mm-hmm. at the um, at the community college that I had gone to, um, they had done the show, but I wasn't part of that ensemble yet, at least. Yeah. Um, and so I knew that they had done it, and I had known, I had heard the name, but <laughs> but the funny thing is that whenever I did my report, I actually based it off of Eddie's report. Um, oh, because he had done his report on Sweeney Todd the week before, mm-hmm. and so he basically um, came with like all these. Uh, oh, 
just to just to clarify, Eddie's my boyfriend. Um, because uh, I don't usually mention him by name now that I think about it. Um, but mm-hmm. um, he had done his report before, like the week before, on like I said, on Sweeney Todd, which you know I guess kind of correlates with what. And he had basically just talked about the show, like he just talked about it. Um, he gave some facts about it, and. And I didn't know what to like to how to do my report or how to go about my report, so I just mm-hmm. based it off of his. Sure. Um, and and we were we were some of the first ones to do our reports actually, so that's why it was so like up in the air, like to what the actual process of the project was supposed to be. I don't know, it was weird. And so like I basically I came with in with like a synopsis of the show and uh, yeah. And just gave facts about it, um, which is kind of what what we do on this on the podcast anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it's based off of, um, inadvertent, <laughs> inadvertently, actually. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah. So whenever I did my, whenever I was going and doing like working on the report, um, I listened to, you know, like the soundtrack. I read the I read the um, the book for it. Um, and I didn't realize how like simple yet how much like spirit it had. I, it sounds kind of cheesy. Well, how much meaning there was in it? Yeah, yeah. Because um, I mean, it's really a story of just growing up, mm-hmm. um, and not only just growing up, but um, growing up to realize that. Because the way I see it is that like, so the I guess the musical is set is set in two acts. Um, mm-hmm. the first one is in the moonlight and the, uh, the act and act two is called in the sunlight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and for some reason it always seemed to me that, you know, like the first tag was always very black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, which, which is like part of the show really, cause, cause it's, you know, it's these two star crust lovers, um, who are neighbors. Mm-hmm. and they you know like they sing to each other um over this wall and uh oh, mm-hmm. and by the way the 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 story of the fantastics is actually based off of uh pyramus and thisbe um which is kind of i don't know how old it is um but it's a greek play mm-hmm. and romeo and juliet is kind of actually based off of that mm-hmm. um so yeah so like i said there's these two star-crossed lovers um and their 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 fathers are fighting, but little do they know that their 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 fathers are actually not fighting. They're actually friends, but they're pretending to fight because they want their children to get together. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the whole idea is that like, you know, you can't force you can't force your children to do one thing because they'll go do the other. You know, they'll do the opposite of what you want them to do. Yep. So, in the, so in that sense, you know, they have to be like, oh, like, I don't like him for you. I don't like him. I don't like his family. And that'll make them, you know, like, yeah. want to be with each other even more. Yep. Plant a radish, get a turnstile. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, like, that's basically the, the, the very beginning, you know, like, that's act one. At the end of act one, they get together. Um, and it's kind of their happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so act two is, um, like I said, it's called In the Sunlight. And that's when all the color pretty much starts showing. They start to realize that 
their wants are so like one part of you know of 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 their lives really i don't know i don't know how else to explain <laughs> it yeah yeah but um but you know like then they you know like the children start to realize that you know like oh maybe this isn't what i want especially the the son like he doesn't mm-hmm. this isn't what he wants like he wants to go see the world because um he was a college student um, mm-hmm. So he knows a little bit more about the world than 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 the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of just kind of leaves her because he wants to see the world and everything. Um, and yeah. so she she kind of like she obviously stays and she kind of like I guess in a way loses hope. But then he goes in, obviously he goes and sees the world. Um, the world breaks him down, um, and he starts to realize that you know like. Yeah, he can do all of these other things, but at the end of the day, you still have somewhere to go. Like, there mm-hmm. is somewhere else to go back to um, where she is. And then she starts to see that. I guess you kind of see is like the things that he goes through without her knowing. Because mm-hmm. also the also the the, the musical is very. Um, there's a lot of mysticism in it. Yeah. Um it's symbolism. Not, um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not it's not completely realistic. Um like a suspension of belief, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, these characters are they're founded in reality, but then you have mm-hmm. El Gallo who's the um he's not the well, I was about to say you you started in that show who you are that character, you were, what was his name? El Gordo? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, El El Gallo is is kind of the um, the the mastermind of of all of this, you know. Like um, he he's he knows what the world is like, so um, he essentially helps these two young lovers to realize that um, love is not just like a concept, like um, mm-hmm. like you don't just fall in love and then you live you know, happily ever after. Like, it's not always going to be like that. So you have to have some heartbreak in there. And also, when he says there's mysticism, like, there's a person who plays a wall. There's a person, (laughs) like, it's, there's, like, there's, like, a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, there's, there's some reality to it, but obviously, like, um, it's really almost like children playing. Like, it's, it's, it's a Mm -hmm. lot of make-believe. Yes. Um, It's all make-believe. You, you make the world you know, out of what you have, yeah. essentially, and I don't know, like that. I I think that's what really got me to like that show so much. Not even so much that I was in it is the fact mm-hmm. that um, the story itself is just mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I like I like mystic stuff. I guess. Yeah, um, I got that vibe for me. <laughs> and and of <laughs> course and of course the music. I mean, I I I just I just love the music in it. Um, yeah, it's so. Um, it's so old time. Like, um, I love listening to the 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 original cast recording, even though there's a song in there that um, is very problematic nowadays. Even mm-hmm. though it has a um, different meaning, I think. And I, that's his favorite show. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna say that's my favorite show. I I do I do love it, but I don't think it's my favorite show. That's another one that I I guess I kind of hold. Yeah, close. Yeah. Yeah, because like it just it just reminds me of good times. 
despite mm-hmm. despite the despite the product like me being in it <laughs> um i i mean i mean because that was the, that was my first that was the first time i was ever a lead mm-hmm. um and i was the one that had to be carrying that that show in a sense because mm-hmm. um essentially el gallo is the core you hear that shut up he carried the show shut up <laughs> i'm taking i'm taking that out no what i'm what, uh. I, what i guess what i'm trying to say is that el, el gallo was basically like the chorus who um, he does carry the show um and, and that was very hard for me like mm-hmm. yeah you've um, never really had to do that before yeah no um and so it was it was hard but the outcome of it was what i really liked mm-hmm. yeah but but yeah i mean those are those are my favorite shows. Awesome. Now tell us your favorite shows. <laughs> now what do you think, you the viewers? Are you team Marcelo? <laughs> or are you team? Oh, oh god. Yeah, no, but yeah. So those are. <laughs> so those are our, you know, our favorite musicals so far. So that's the end of our um, our little. Um, I don't know what the hell that was, but <laughs> I feel like one of us had a stroke. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Well, if you stomached through this, thank you. <laughs> if you would like to find me on social media, you can find me at the Veronica Powers on Instagram and Twitter and Venmo. Um, <laughs> and TikTok. And TikTok. Oh yeah, I have a TikTok. Just follow it. I'm I'm I identify as a drag queen and as a human food truck. Let let, let me just say, he needs it. I need it. I need the validation. <laughs> I need it. Follow me. I like being popular. <laughs> oh, Love honey, me. Our, all of Choose us. me. Pick me. <laughs> Oh no, what God. is that? Isn't on Drag Race or Delta's like pick me? No, no, pick me. It's like an untucked. Oh yeah, it's, it's like no, it's, pick me. She, no, she's, no, oh, pick me. She's me. she's she's on the ground groveling yeah. and <laughs> although she's not really doing it, she's doing it sarcastically. But yeah, it's like, pick me. <laughs> that's what she wanted. That's what she was like so neutral. Uh, so, oh my God. Oh, that's that's another thing that's coming up. Um, the finale. The finale of RuPaul's Drag Race. Season um, 12. 12, thanks. I, I couldn't remember. Yep. Season <laughs> 12. Um, who are you rooting for? Um, not really. This is now a Drag Race podcast for those a, of you new to us. Yeah, this is, this is a Drag Race segment. Um, I don't get to have this. Oh my god. Maybe maybe in our podcast we'll have a drag race segment. Yeah. Um I don't know. I don't I don't really have a favorite. Um Well, you're already wrong. It's I'm, Jada. <laughs> you know, I could see her as the winner. Me too. I think I I'm, think I'm really pulling for her. Yeah. As much as 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 much as I um as much as I like Oh shit! What the hell's her name? Crystal. Oh, Crystal. Thank you. <laughs> and Gigi. Yeah. Well, as much as I love crystals. Oh wow. I mean, I like. 
I like I like Gigi, but um, as much as I like Crystal, I think Jada d- deserves to has it. Yeah, she has the wins. She has, I don't know. Jada is just she just oozes like winner material. <laughs> Gigi is also really good. I don't want to knock her. But... No, no, no. I mean, she. I mean, she has. She has every right to be there. Oh, of course she does. I just don't see her winning. Yeah, no, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, I don't think she needs it. Not that Jada doesn't need, that needs it, but um, if there's going to be someone carrying that, I guess, um, I I would think it would be Jada. Well, like, Jada has, like, the humility. She has the... Yeah. She has everything. I don't know. She, she yeah, she has a, she has a lot. Compared, you know, actually compared to when I first saw her, um, like when mm-hmm. you know at the the beginning, mm-hmm. um, like she's really changed. She's really changed my mind, at least. I yeah. kind of called it when I saw her, and I was just like, oh, she's she's gonna be on the top. She's just stunning. Yeah. And like, especially after her like performance, I was like, oh yeah, this is. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, speaking of gay shit. Um, by the time this airs, Lady Gaga's new album will have dropped. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Welcome to Chromatica. <laughs> Man, that's... I am so ready. They just dropped her new song today with um, Blackpink. Blackpink, yes. Um, Sour uh, Candy. It is so good. Eddie's been playing uh, Rain On Me. Rain On Me is good, too. Over and over. Well, Stupid Love is still my favorite out of the ones that have been released so far. Oh, yeah. Rain On Me has a better music video, though. Yes, I will say that. Sour mm-hmm. Candy is just so good, too, though. They're all, I don't know. I'm so ready. There's a track called Free Woman that I just want to listen to. <laughs> like, just because just of the title. I'm like, I have to listen to this. Right. Is that tomorrow, technically? Yeah, tonight at midnight. Oh, tonight at midnight. Tonight's mm-hmm. Thursday. And during this pandemic... <laughs> I mean, I can't think of a better way to spend this pandemic than to be listening to her album. She she did that. Putting on a face. She said, you know what she said? She was just like, you know what? I ain't waiting until 2020, 2021. I am doing it right now. She said gay rights. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. Do you have anything else to plug? Uh, I mean, My phone in the charger? Like... <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> um, at the moment, no. Tell me. Well, I, I've been really preoccupied with moving and everything. Well, tell um, me. Oh, let, let me ask you this. Um, what's been making you happy lately? Oh, was it making me happy? Um, honestly, being able to talk to like you and Eddie and Ashley, y'all keep me grounded. Yeah, that makes me happy. Being able to talk to my friends. Yeah. And you know, it's almost, like, it's almost like we're alone together. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true. Um, it's nice. <laughs> well, did you see that? I don't know what it was. Those like one of the I can't remember which if it was like Housewives of like Atlanta, or if it was New York, but it, there was like they had like a reunion or something with Andy Cohen, and there was like a Zoom reunion. And there was a point where he literally muted them while they were arguing <laughs> so they could talk. I was screaming. I was like, yes! Oh my yes! god. Are you serious? 
I was like, you better. Like, that's really funny. The audi- Oh, my God. Wow. To, to quote Ms. Cracker, he does not have GarageBand, but he sure does have audacity. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm sick. Because they gave me the option, like, the host would like you to unmute. And I'm like, mm, stay muted. Sorry, uh, nobody, nobody heard that, I guess. And I just muted him when he was talking about that. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, "Oh well, that's fine." I would eat my pizza. Oh my god! Uh, but anyway, well, well, this was fun. This I was a lot it. of fun. Can't <laughs> wait to do this more often. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I, I had a freaking blast. Yeah, I'll talk about musicals anytime. I can always talk about musicals and just keep going about it. <laughs> I'm such a nerd for them, like. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but uh, did you ever see um, this video? I saw it on Twitter, but it was of, uh, uh, I think it was Charlie SCX, XC, mm-hmm. XCX, or whatever. They were talking to her about musical theater, and she's just like, oh, no, no. No musical like, theater kids. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't say I heard about it, though. Yeah, I, I was like, just like. I was like. Wow. You got another thing coming. <laughs> and she's like, canceled. I was like, fix your music. It doesn't even sound finished. Like, <laughs> Charlie, please don't come for us. <laughs> do it. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm a happy person. What, do you think, do you think I'm going to respect your opinion of me? I don't even know you. <laughs> Try it. Try it, doll. We'll see. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> I, I love. I'm about to have Twitter beef with. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my god. Oh my god, it would be really funny. The, the day I, I, I would just, I would just go into it. I would, I would just like just just for fun. I would just fuck with her. The day I, like, see, the day I see it, it will be the day I die. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> fully bamboozled. Like, like I. I can't wait for you to become famous and like be Twitter famous to the point to that point where I have like Twitter beef with like Lana Del Rey or something. <laughs> oh no! Oh god! We don't talk about her in this house. We don't, well, <laughs> no longer stands up from the house of Del Rey. <laughs> nope. I mean, I never was. Her music just sounds so like self-indulgent. I mean, I didn't. I, I I didn't really either, to be honest. So, yeah. But I mean, she'll be unbothered by that comment, and mm-hmm. frankly, so are we. <laughs> so are we. Um, but yeah, go. So go follow Fernando at the Veronica Powers on Twitter and Instagram and uh, TikTok, TikTok, YouTube. Venmo, Cash App, because um, <laughs> hey, she because she needs it. She <laughs> give me your money. I'm pretty. <laughs> Man, I should do that. I should ask more that more often. Just create a Patreon, <laughs> Patreon exclusive content such as this. <laughs> In fact, if you pay us five ninety nine, you don't have to listen to this. <laughs> I will pay if, you. <laughs> no, like, please follow Veronica. 
Um, you can also follow this podcast at The Art of Whatever on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, no, it's uh, Art of Whatevs. That is the Twitter uh, handle. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can look it up as, a, as The Art of Whatever. I'm just going to leave what you said. I'll yeah. edit. I'll It'll edit work. You'll this. find it. You'll find it. No, you're sounding way more um, convincing. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'm good at speaking when I have to be. Well, start your own podcast, please. I'm trying to, bitch. Please like, comment and um, subscribe and rate on the you know on on the platforms like you know like Apple Podcasts and stuff like that. Um, yeah, leave comments, leave suggestions. Maybe they'll do an episode where they read comments. You never know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that that'd be awesome. Like it w- it would be awesome mm-hmm. to be able to have that. To get to a point where we can do that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. To get to a point to do that, to, or to even get have su- like to get suggestions, e- even just to get suggestions. Honestly, have you have you gotten a quarantine haircut? Uh, I cut my own hair. I shave the sides of my head. I oh. don't cut the top part. I just shave the sides. I've had the same undercut since like 2014, 2015. I've just kept it. I I trim the length of the top part every once in a while mm-hmm. to do like maybe like a pixie cut or something. Uh, it just depends if I want a more masculine or more feminine type of hairstyle. Yeah. I like to teeter the binary or whatever you call it every yeah. once in a while. I like to be fluid with how I look sometimes. Well, I don't really care. I was just asking because I got to give myself a quarantine haircut. Fucking, uh, that's why you're wearing a beanie. Yes. You fucked it up. No, no, no. I It actually doesn't look that bad. I just I, I just was wearing a hat earlier and I... Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is my second time doing it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're decent at cutting hair. I remember when you helped me cut my hair whenever I messed mine up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I re- yeah, I remember. I mean, I had to. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> I remember because all you could hear was me be like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, because, yeah, it was when we were living together. Um, and. Well, and you had the master bedroom, so you had the the restroom or the bathroom. Yeah, bathroom. And so I was just in my room, just just sitting yeah. there, just chilling, and then, <laughs> and then I just hear across the hall, I was like, "Oh no, oh no!" <laughs> and I could not stop laughing. I, I couldn't even. I like I started laughing even before I even made it into your room. Yeah. So, word of advice: never put your hair into a ponytail. And just cut it. That doesn't work. Yeah, doesn't it work. just doesn't work. No. So yeah, thanks again for listening, y'all. This was fun. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's nice to have a different perspective, or a uh, yeah, a different perspective. I mean, I, I obviously I enjoy doing it with uh, with my friends Tony and Carlos, but you know, it's nice to have somebody else. Too. It's a different dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, like I said, thanks again for listening and see y'all later. Bye. Bye.